0: Hello, and welcome to the No Good Poetry Podcast. Each week we talk about the good, the bad, and the ugly of poetry. This is episode 60 with Joseph Makos and Joseph B. This is the good, bad, and the ugly, isn't it? Some ugly shit out there, kids. Let's make the world sick for poetry. So we're here at the Shore Restaurant. We're in Detroit. Yeah, Detroit.
1: Uh, a few blocks past 117th and into Lakewood.
0: Nice. Yeah, it's a gorgeous day in Cleveland. Beautiful weather, blue skies. And uh, I'm here. I'm here doing a little little interview for No Good Poetry with Kyle Osborne and Zena Smith. Hi. What do you guys think about? <laughs> this moment right here. I know. I wish. I wish I would. I wish I would have recorded when we ordered our our lunches, yeah. our brunches, because I'm so hungry right now. We well, this all is gonna be a different thing. We did order the same thing. Yeah, we got different
2: gonna... meats, and you didn't get any. Yeah. So. yeah. All our little. Clips. I just
0: assume when you're Cleveland, get gyro meat, because um, it's so it's a rarity down down where I'm at. Oh, really? Yeah, it is a rarity. There's it's only really one place here. in town that you can get a gyro omelet. What? Yeah, one or two, maybe. <sighs> yeah. So we're here just to, like in general. We're just here to like chill, eat some lunch, talk about uh. Yeah, this is like this is like that episode it's like out to lunch you know we have like a show in New Orleans called Out to Lunch it's like out, this is like Out to Lunch with no good poetry yeah I'm, I'm really I've been I've been taking an interest in the press uh, Outlandish Press what Outlandish Press has been up to um, I'm interested in talking just a little bit free form today about book craft and book work and sort of like you know um, editorial maybe learn a little bit more about the, the publication that Zena that you're involved with um and just talk about just, I don't know, that, some of that DIY, I mean, I think it's interesting the definitions of DIY and how that's being redefined and things like that, we can get into that a little bit, but whatever, we can, we can talk about whatever you, y'all want to talk about, well, uh, poetry-wise or otherwise, printing and all that.
1: We're, uh, we're, we're setting up an event for R.A. Washington right now. Yeah. And his, his new poetry book called Black Eunuch. Cool. Um, we're gonna, we're gonna have that event at Visible Voice Books, uh, which has been revived as of recent As of like last September
0: uh, where, where was it before?
2: It was uh, what, what was that? The, it, the brick building It was
0: a little brick building sort of like right Like if you were standing at Civilization And you just like looked right. over past that restaurant there mm-hmm. Yeah it was, it was across
2: like, from Lincoln Park
0: Yeah across from where the Brant Gallery used to be Yeah And now it's it's moved into an old
1: uh, Funeral home with, Cool With a pizza shop Crust below it on professor, on, on professor,
0: on yeah. Professor. Crust, and we when we say crust, we mean like a nice upscale pizza wow. shop, not like a, cr- not like a,
2: not like cr- crusty, <laughs> crust punk.
0: not crust punk, not like crust punk pizza the shop. The Oogle Emporium. Uh, the, yeah. Did you say the Oogle Emporium? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. But let's talk about let's talk about a little bit about you know That's this crazy. a book. Let's talk about the process of like putting Ari's book together. Like what's you know you've got you've got he comes at you with with a manuscript work is there you know how much editorial is done is like people are reading if people are you know there's people reading the manuscript putting it together there's someone who's designing it there's someone who's laying it out let's talk a little bit about pro- just i'm just curious yeah, about yeah. The process um for week's book just so i know how i can drop in my manuscripts <laughs> to you yeah, yeah, yeah. down the line
1: well okay so right now it's just me and Zena. Um, and the process kind of depends on the artist. Sharifique sure, is someone that we know well and someone that we know his work, so the editorial process is more so about, you know, making sure there's no spelling errors or, or, or misplaced words or, or something like that. It's it's less about the content because we, we know what we're, we're, we're getting with that.
2: Yeah, and I mean, a lot of it is just, like, finding stuff that is unintentional because, you know, yeah. there's so much... Yeah. it's hard to edit there kind of so, I mean but we can talk to him about it you know? yeah, so yeah but you go of- you go through it you read it uh-huh. and you
0: read it and you, and you and there is there like a is there like a I'm not, I, I don't want to you know the word critique is always so steeped in sort of uh, you know uh, ne- maybe negativity or something but do you you know do you give it like a a, a, a red pen and hit it or do you like say oh hey this word's spelled wrong or do you do any editing is there any editing is there an editing at all I'm curious. With this one in particular, not 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 really um,
1: like saying no to a poem or anything like that, or or, or like or like changing
0: much. Like so, I, well, Fik has his game down. So he's presenting you with a manuscript. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Unlike other poets that might present you with a collection, he's actually coming with an intention. Yeah, and he's get and he's better at that, and he's good at that because he's been doing it for thirty, you know,
1: whatever. He, he also read when for for Zena's tour kickoff. Yep. He read a lot of that stuff, um, a lot of the new manuscript and her reading, and it it, it everyone everyone was kind of freaking out about it. Awesome. And I I had read. Uh, In Zina? what way? Freak, do you find freak out? Like 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 just like good powerful powerful. Um, it, the, the poems affected people. That that.
2: Yeah. I mean, I sat like. Catty corner to him, like doing my own shit. While he wrote a lot of that over like the last couple months of winter, so he'd been handing me poems from this for a couple months now. Before yeah, so it's personal
0: process for you. So you've been you've been seeing this stuff coming up for a while. He read.
2: Yeah, and I mean, it just it depends, you know. Like you can look at something and you can tell whether or not you're going to have to really attack it and switch things around and do some edits and
0: you know maybe like weed shit
2: out. But like Miranda Matowski's book I I actually like had a printout and went through with a red pen. Um but for Rafik or like we just got a chat book from Keisha Nicole Foster and I just read through that yesterday and like, you know, that's something that I don't need to like, you know, seriously.
0: It's ready to go. Yeah, I mean,
2: you pretty can just. It's
0: packaged. These are people who are who are who are uh, who are familiar with sort of like presenting a complete idea, of mm-hmm. a package. It's not like a greatest hits tape. Yeah, it's I mean, not like there's a conversation there about what needs to be put into a thing.
1: Yeah, the book that we picked apart most is actually Zena's book, um, and and I I did my pretty pretty light edits with her. Went through a, a giant manuscript that you know we took forty poems out of. We we kicked forty poems out, and then um, our our friend Ross uh, did like some some super detailed editing, uh, mm-hmm. like with Xena and and, yeah. and went over it. Without...
2: That was something that I really didn't like consider when we put my book out is that I couldn't do my job for myself, you know, and it was kind of frustrating. So it, was, it is like, frustrating. Really, really, really thankful that Ross took the time. Like I just you know give him like a bundle of like 15 20 palms and like we would meet every wednesday and he'd just like hand me back with like all of these notes and stuff and it was just like a godsend you know because i mean yeah i mean kyle's busy and that's like the thing that i take on the most i think and it was just so frustrating for like you know just be like i want to get this shit done but i can't look at it anymore you know
0: yeah, so it's trust. So talk about a little bit about trust of like an editor, or, like someone who you can work with, and giving over a little bit, and like allowing someone to see sort of see it through their lens, their microscope. That's
1: that's where we're at right now. I mean, I'm not I'm not a very good editor, like straight up, um, and that's why you know I'm trying to get Zena in more. And it, it's hard it's hard for me because I'm I'm a control freak, and I've been doing a lot of this shit on, on my own for for over a year now, just as Outlandish Press. Um, and And most of that for me has been focusing on book design and printing and stuff not not the, the editing content you know i I know a lot of people, but that doesn't mean i'm a I'm a great editor or something
0: yeah, of course no everyone I mean everyone needs to have their suit, you know their strong suit, know your role, knowing your role and how you contribute sort of the overlap of the structure of what you're doing is is really important, you know having that open dialogue uh being able to let go a little bit with work, kicking out 40 poems, who knows what those poems become or where those poems belong, you know? Um, I mean, I can't say that, I, I can't deny that, like, my, I have my own project, so the, that that aspect for me is, like, a little mysterious, and it's a little, like, it's, I mean, for, for me, it's, like, it's, it's a little shaky, It's like, a little bit, because, you know, I'm sitting on a ton of work that is, like, is, like, openings and doorways and, and little pockets of, you know, thirty poems here, twenty poems here, fifteen pro- poems of a project here, blah blah blah, all this stuff. And I'm, I'm kind of like, I'm like, I see it as a bookmaker. I'm like, oh yeah, I can do a little book with this with fifteen poems, a little book with this for thirty poems. But I'm, but it's like, you know, I don't have. I mean I have people I can ask I just I guess I just don't do it. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't do. It. I don't ask. No. I don't ask the people to help me put put the things together. And that's what I'm learning, you
1: know, is learning to ask and be comfortable with that and I'm bad at it still. But that's the, I think that's a good goal for for especially, you know, a printer that is also a publisher. Sure. So we're, we're, we're 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 print artists, you know, it's not the same as running like an industrial shop that's looking for like large scale like yeah, just powerhousing big book jobs. Like yep. that's nice, and if I could do that, I 10, would. Ten thousand door hangers. Yeah. 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 Trying to have a more intimate experience with with these artists, so naturally you're going to have to communicate. You know, asking for help. Yeah. People that you know are better at something than than you are. Yeah. It's hard.
0: Tell me everything you know about bookmaking in the next fifteen minutes.
1: <laughs> everything I know. I'm in just kidding. I'm just kidding.
0: And just making part of somebody. I don't
1: know anything about bookmaking. Uh, yeah, I know right. I know right. Yeah,
0: I uh, I think the first residency I had, I like, I I basically like convinced them that I knew what I was doing with the letterpress, and I had never printed on a letterpress before. <laughs> That's great. But I had watched a bunch of like you know 1920s government videos, like this is the process yeah, yeah. of the letterpress. <laughs> the men behind the cabinets, the type, the editor, then they make the proof of the press for the editor's desk editor corrects it strenuously with the red pen. <laughs> it back to the typecasters to be recast. And so you know, like, yeah, like, yeah, and I'm yeah. like, I'm like understanding the process of like <laughs> what letterpress is on an industrial scale, which is maybe something that like people who go to school and take letterpress class never actually watch those videos mm-hmm. to understand where where it existed on that. You yeah. know, yeah. Like like Rafik had talked about, you have to like understand the history of the craft of chairs before chair. He's like, I understand history of chair before chair. Before you start making chairs, yeah. Thank
2: you.
0: Thank you. Thank you. Oh, it's
2: great. <laughs> yeah. See, put them away. Get them away you from like you.
0: My mom used to feed me aspirin and grape jam. Grape jam. So every time I taste, <laughs> I even close the grape jam. I taste <laughs> taste aspirin in my mouth. It's
2: bad luck. Uh, it's
0: bad luck. means I need strawberries and more butter. was sorry. Right. Aren't
1: you allergic to aspirin?
0: Well, I'm not
1: Oh, <laughs> I didn't know that when I was a kid yeah, <laughs> So grape jelly is like Like point,
0: like it makes you feel poisoned <laughs> It does Wow.
2: Okay over with the arrow, please
0: Please thank you
2: Thank you Thank you
0: Okay we're going to take some pictures of our uh, food And we'll be right back Okay we're back uh, we we left for about two seconds. <laughs> we all have a breakfast with us.
1: Mm-hmm. All of us right toast. All of us eggs are very easy. Do you
0: have any um strawberry jam? Yes, I do. Thank you. Do
2: you like more coffee?
0: Mm-hmm. Thank you. Thank you. Wow. I feel spoiled. It's <laughs> <laughs> like everything about this is quintessential. So it is interesting, isn't it? I should say, isn't it interesting? <laughs> uh, thank you so much. Uh, isn't it interesting when you start to combine. Uh, sort of, like, different types of paper that come from different worlds of paper, uh, yeah. like, like, paper worlds of, like, oh, this is, like, paper that's supposed to be used in the office, and oh, this right. is paper that's actually used in the art store, and when you start smashing those things together, yeah. like, the outcome is really remarkable, isn't it?
1: You gotta, yeah, it's, you gotta picture what the paper can be. <laughs> it's, it's, like, it's weird, it's a weird game. Because It can be really misleading looking at a ring of paper and going, "Wow, that looks looks really nice on the shelf." And then you start printing with it; it doesn't take right, and it doesn't look good,
0: and it doesn't mesh well with other stuff. Yeah, you gotta change your change it up. As a paper hoarder myself, I'm I'm with the understanding that like, oh well, the, you know, this paper can be used for something. We just gotta figure out like what color to print on it, and mm-hmm. you know, um, I don't know if you know the famous like, I think it's, is it Joseph Albers. Um, Study of Paper. It might, might not be Joseph Albers, but it might be. It's like a study of paper, or the study of color. And mm-hmm. it's like a famous little book that they... When it first came out, it was like a big coffee table book, like 200 pages. And it's like a study of color, like really looking at color and how it interrelates. And then they made like a little small version of it. Like I've seen it, yeah. 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 That's cute. It's a cute little book. It's a good book to have in your shop. Uh, yeah. And to, to think about a lot, because it it's, it's something where... Uh, he talks about, uh, ink, how a lot of people do studies of color through ink and through paint, through pigment, yeah. but he doesn't, he found that that wasn't sufficient enough for what he wanted to do because with paint and ink, there's like thickness and there's like opacity and there's all these different glossy and matte and all these different, different elements of, 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 uh, of ink, um, that were like, un, like not controllable and measurable in a way. So he just used paper. So it's a, so it's his study of, of color is really the, the study of color of paper. Wow! And how that and how that works. That's cool. Oh, and he was able to cut shapes and overlap shapes in a mm. way to see things differently than just like inks. It just wouldn't work the same with ink. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But looks like you've done you've done a right little inventory of paper. Yeah. And like when it really starts to come together, right? Like when you start to have like lots of different colors of paper, then you start to see really how it can work.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm lucky with the paper, having having Hollows Hollows paper craft and well, I guess what's that other building? Oh, Bunner Office Supply. Bunner Office Supply.
0: We gotta go in there. I do. Introduce you to Dale. Yeah, he's just got like really nice reams, big old boxes and reams of paper. One time he he hooked me up with like a, I still have a bunch of them, a real ridiculous stack of like vintage 1960s um, file envelopes. But they were, like, not just, like, any 1960s file envelopes. They were, like, they were, like, red, they're, like, red marble file envelopes. And they are gorgeous. You know, like, they're just, like, absolutely, like, like, that pressed, you know, that pressed paper. That, finish on it.
1: Yeah, kind of, I think you were showing us pictures of, like, a blue marble paper like Mm -hmm. that. Yeah. Yeah, that's great.
0: Yeah. Just outdated paper and outmoded not used in offices anymore. But like, you know, if you saw like 10 of those file envelopes or 20 of them, on like a a mid-century modern office supply website, they would be like $80. You yep. know? I mean? like, yep. Cuz that stuff hip and in. You know, people love mid-century modern industrial furniture right now. Oh yeah. It's like the this most expensive
1: great. shit. Yeah. Oh, never break.
0: So Zena, now that your mouth's full of food, you want to read us a poem?
2: Yeah, sure. I've caught my thing lately.
0: <laughs> oh well, yeah. Eating with your mouth Yeah. I'm, reading with your mouth
2: There's a video of me reading in Atlanta while eating salad.
1: Yeah, it's pretty gross. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that Java monkey. She closed the reading with uh, reading rec- or reciting rather while yeah. while while eating uh, salad. What, wait, was that part of the poem? The performance of the poem? Nice. It was an empty promise that the crowd made her fulfill. <laughs> so
2: just... Yeah, I was
0: bullied into it. What kind of salad was it? Can you tell us more about the salad?
2: <laughs> I think it was a Greek salad. So, like, you know, feta, kalamata, mixed greens.
1: Nice. Yeah. Oh, sounds nice. Dude, Pretty juicy. Java Monkey is a sick place to be a reading at because they, they give you, like half off all food and like a free drink so like we got these giant awesome like vegan and vegetarian meals for like four bucks wow it was great they, they're they they're great there and that's where uh it's i guess it's not it's not technically in atlanta the, the i think the it's K- still
2: atlanta proper Is but it? it's not the city
1: you know? atlanta J- okay java, java monkey and, uh, D- Decatur. Is it like in a little yeah, cute little neighborhood? Decatur. It's in Decatur. Yeah, yeah, what did yeah, that? Definitely. What did the the lady at the
2: counter say to us the other day? Decatur is greater.
1: <laughs> Decatur is greater. Yeah, it's like the Lakewood of Atlanta. From what I understand, the Lakewood of Atlanta. Yeah, yeah, Let's yeah. think about that, everyone. Let's think about that. Roll it over. See what what taste that leaves in your mouth.
2: <laughs> <laughs> um.
1: Tastes like a, a Greek salad.
0: It tastes like steamed carrots without any salt or pepper. What
2: did Maggie say? Those tater tots hurt. The tater tots
0: hurt. Oh my god, I'm so happy with this one.
1: Yeah, it's a good one. So, what else do you want to know?
0: What else do we want to know? Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah. Any exciting Outlandish projects coming up that you're, aside from Rafik, are you? Any um, other artwork projects on the on the? Well, the rise right now.
1: Um, I've got uh, uh, a novella that that we're, we're we're reading over. That's that's fun because that's a that's a first for yeah all of us. Um, it's, uh, by Jeanette Powers, um, who is I guess like Sparta Press is going to be, like, hosting us in Kansas City for an event. Okay. I don't know what the event's called, though. It's at the end of the year.
0: so they're Some like sort of press festival or something? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool. Country press festival. Okay, we'll look that up. Kansas City at the end of the year? November, December? Uh, October.
1: October. October, okay. Um, and Sparta Press is our, like, sponsor for it. Okay. So I've been, like, talking to them a little bit. I'm um, Just getting, like, all the ex- expense information and stuff. That's why I don't know it sure right that's now. fine we've just been doing like the logistics end of things but uh but something's coming up yeah something's coming up and i guess all these presses are sponsoring other presses or something oh and, that's great and they're do- writing grants for the presses to travel and stuff and like
0: oh that's amazing it's supposed to be what there. a what a lovely idea yeah yeah like that's hey cool. you're our we're local but we're going to sponsor you i think it's going to be like six or eight that they they get funding
1: for six to eight presses or something. that's perfect
0: yeah yeah, y'all might want to look into the New Orleans Zine Festival because they do the same thing. They give you like they give you like the little they have like limited grants that they give mm-hmm. for presses to come from afar. Are you
2: gonna put us under the air conditioner again?
0: <laughs> no, that's at Poetry Fest. <laughs> a, <laughs> yeah.
2: um,
0: that was at Poetry Fest. No, that was a uh, but there's a small press fest. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, uh, a z- uh, comics and zine fair. But yeah, that would be great. I would be into that. Yeah, I think that's in October too. Yeah, tell us about your love affair with Mr. President.
1: Mr. President is my cat. Well, one winter morning I woke up to a uh, uh, a mouse snuggling me for warmth in my bed. <laughs> a mouse? A mouse snuggling me for warmth in my bed okay. one winter morning, okay. not too long ago. Okay. And uh, a- apparently my two roommates knew that we had had mouse mice for, for, for two months. So I I wigged out and I was going to get these traps and and get these mice or whatever. But we're bringing the groceries. No
0: coffee for you, Sam? Maybe a little warm up.
1: Thank you. you. We're bringing the groceries in that day. And uh, Mr. President showed up. So we let him in. And now he rules the the shop and is the CEO of uh, Outlanders Press.
0: Wow. Yeah. So. Yeah. I've never heard of a a press having a cat as a president before. But I, lo- I kind of like the idea, though. Tell us more about how that's structured.
1: Well, he gets hungry, meows, we feed him. He, uh, you know, looks at the books, sniffs at them, feels the paper. You know, if it's like a makes hard meow. makes hard
0: decisions on paper choice.
1: It means, you know, keep trying. You're on the right path.
2: Make means sure good job. Ready
1: surface is covered in his hair yeah make sure that you know there's some of him in the glue
2: he really does kind of like sometimes he'll come downstairs and just start like meowing at kyle like get back to work (laughs) then he'll just walk away he'll yell at him and then he'll leave
1: the thing that he likes the most is the dark room um he'll i'll put him on the stool in the dark room while i'm developing photos and he'll just like sit and watch in the red light he loves
0: it I use your spoon? Yeah. He likes being in the red light. Yeah. Well, you know why he likes being in the red light? Because that's how he normally sees. It's just red. All the time. No, I'm just kidding. Isn't it like a gray, blue? They're, they're, they're Cats. colorblind. Cats are? I thought that was dogs. Oh, dogs are colorblind? Yeah,
1: dogs are colorblind. Cats are, I don't know. Cats can see the world like we do? I think so. Maybe.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but like, so they're, they're like little furries, little covered in fur. Cats. I wonder if cats. I wonder how cats. We're gonna have to look this up. Cats' eyes. How how do cats' eyes work? <laughs> how, to, how to cat eye. I'm sure there's <laughs> at least 80 YouTube videos about how to cat how cat eyes work. So yeah. So your setup. Let's talk a little bit about your setup. Uh, you got you have got like a couple couple digital presses, couple resograph machines, yeah. um, uh, a binding machine, cutters, uh, and I guess that's it. Washer dryer. Yeah, wash and dryer, <laughs> they gotta move though for the offset Yeah, we gotta move the wash and dryer Sorry guys, we're gonna move the wash and dryer up to the kitchen Yep And the offset presses are gonna go down there on that, on that side Um, so yeah, I've got a, like a,
1: uh, an estimated, like, ni- circa 1940s, early 1950s, uh, Chandler Price, uh, hydraulic cutter That's always nice <laughs> It's nice, it's a small, like, 26 inch But it's by, sharp Yeah, yeah, it's great um, big, plenty big for the stuff that I'm doing, you know. Um, and then I've got the two Konica Minolta uh, C five fifty two and C six fifty two small like press. Nice. I always explain them as uh glorified office copiers, basically.
0: Yeah, but they have they're a little more a little, robust and yeah. they can they can they can handle things with better quality and than like a copier can really. Yeah, scanning bed's good. The 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 print quality's good. Yeah, and that's interesting because you know we're talking about like, I, you know, I'm running. The, you've got your shit together more than I do. I've got way more shit, and you've got your shit more together. I think, um, but you know, you can in today's sort of world, you know, um, you could you could start you could start a pretty a pretty robust independent press with just like just that just that top part of that printer. Yep. Nothing else. Yep. Just the machine. Yep you and do stacks style. Of paper you could you could be you could be doing you could be doing all right yeah, and maybe like a resale on top of it to do weird colored oh, covers yeah. and things you know but you could do all right you can do a pamphlet based press very easily
1: in 2 days to- totally um you know the thing that sets my 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 setup apart is probably the perfect binder Not a lot yeah. of people have those yeah Anyways, and that's a nice one it's a nice one mm-hmm. it mills it and everything it's tiny been reliable the last 3 years that we've been running it we got brand new. You did, that's yeah. right. But it was like super shady. It was like, like uh like literally, I think it was bought off of Alibaba. Wow.
0: Yeah. Great. For for $3,000. <laughs> off Alibaba. Yeah. From China. That definitely fell off at least one truck.
2: Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's way from China. Fell, <laughs> fell, off,
1: fell off the truck and into my basement.
0: Wow. That's
2: not the worst stuff. A piece of equipment falling mm. up a truck story yeah there is it all. just took three it just God. took
0: it just took three like one one pound cans of Crisco <laughs> and it somehow slipped off the truck down the driveway into the basement yeah and Mr. President essentially just guided it through yeah it's like
2: <laughs>
0: yep just waving it on with his tail yeah just waving it on just bring it in boys bring it in I slid down the stairs with it a
2: little smoother than the cutter
1: Yeah,
0: Yeah. let's... How do you
1: get a paper cutter down some stairs? How does that work? First, you get it stuck on the back of a trailer (laughs) in the middle of your street. Then, you get it stuck in the middle of the street. And then, you get it stuck in your front yard. (laughs) And you spend two days uh, using old fence posts to roll it through your neighbor's driveway and into your side door. Then... You miraculously already have a hole drilled into your landing where you make a makeshift pulley system, and one of your, your best friends uh, has to give it slack while you stand under it with a crowbar, making sure it doesn't fall off the steps. Mind you, all of this guided by your 70-year-old neighbor that you've never met before, that his first <laughs> words to you was, Mmm, small cutter, must not get much business. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's really funny.
2: <laughs> National Buzz it is his Spud
0: Bar's buzz Day. <laughs> his spud Bar. Yeah, May fifteenth. This is on the
1: record. May fifteenth is National S- Spud Bar Day. Um <laughs> it the. It, we just passed the year anniversary of Kyle's big mistake. We have
2: a moment of silence. <laughs> a moment of
0: silence for Kyle's big mistake. Um. Yeah, I don't know. Like. Uh, it's cool, I think, what you're doing, you know, uh, moving moving, moving ideas around, putting them on paper, making cool, pretty books. Uh, um, Zena, you have a book that just came out, right? You brought down a poetry fest? Yep. And you got some, some action on that? Yeah.
2: Yeah, I mean, sure.
0: Do you have a
1: copy
2: of it? I don't.
0: One. Tell us more about it. Oh, you don't have it? That's I, all right. I might have one. Really?
1: Yeah,
0: Kyle have one Yeah, Kyle...
2: Really? What's it called? It's called Siding with Desire. Yep.
0: It's a cute little book. Yeah, I like it. It's, it's, it's got a nice feel to it. I've been showing it off.
2: Yeah, I love it. I mean, we really, I think we both had exactly what we wanted in mind, and we managed to marry them really perfectly. Like, he really wanted a small one, and I did too, like, you know, just something that fits How many in your pocket. Like 30
0: uh, poems?
2: No, it's, um, I think it's closer to 60. Is it really? Yeah.
0: Wow. Oh, because they're on the front and the back. yeah, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, and he just wanted a little book, and then I, I wanted to make it look all crazy, and that's why we did like the bright
0: inside outside print
2: color palette. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I think you print on the inside of the, the, the book and the outside of it, mm-hmm. right?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and how did that manuscript come together? How did this. Is this the one that you pulled 40 poems out? Yeah. You had about 100, so you, you had about a couple hundred piece pages of work?
2: Yeah. Um. Yeah, I mean, is that
0: all new stuff? Is that pretty much like the yeah, last year? Since last found?
2: No. Or, um. Or. Sooner than that, I more recent. Yeah, I really like. Mm-hmm. Kyle said he wanted to do it because we had just really just like gotten the press, you know, like Outlandish Press mm-hmm. imprint together, and he was like, "Oh, let's do let's one of your out. books," and um. Yeah, I wrote it in, like, three months, which sounds terrible, but, I mean, like, it really was, like, a... I had a lot of shit rattling around, you know, and I had been writing pretty consistently for a year and, like, had just already had a lot of stuff in mind, and then he had a bunch of pieces in mind that he wanted to print, and, like, he, like, demanded the rat story at the beginning. When I first wrote that, it was, like, a couple of years ago. I think that was probably the oldest one in the book. It was, like... I want that. I'm like, what do you mean you want it? Like, you can have the printout. And he was like, no, I'm printing that. And then, like, three <laughs> years later, it's in the Outlandish Press book. <laughs> it's That's right cool. at the beginning. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, as far as... Because, I, I mean, this is my fourth publication. I have one book on Guide to Culture Press, and then mm-hmm. a chapbook on Guide to Culture, and then... When I first met you, Shake Hands had just come out the second chapter. No, that was on Outlandish too, I okay. guess, but I mean so yes. So yes. Um but uh yeah, I, I feel a lot better about this one, like this was actually this is actually a body of work and not something like slapped together.
0: The greatest like I like to call it the greatest hits tape. <laughs> Some people do a greatest hits tape.
2: Yeah, I mean, that's how I've been operating. Like, I've, I don't know, I just had this, like, crazy notion for a really long time that I had to put, like, some thing out once a year, you know? Like, every year I have to put this thing out. And it's like, dude, no, you don't.
0: Yeah. Are you talking about your crazy book of years
1: thing?
2: Yeah, I'm a yeah. psycho. I'm just a psycho.
0: Yeah. I, I I've been plotting for years to put five books out at once, like one like just like, just like with five different presses, just like get all the manuscripts together and then just like get it all lined up and like drop one in October, one November, one December, one January, one February, It's like boom, boom, boom.
2: It keeps me motivated, like, and I mean, just like it's not like they're really going anywhere, you know. Like it all stays like in the family, so it's just yeah. like it's kind of just fun to have, like, you know, like oh, and that was you know my process last year, and what's this year going to look like? You know, it's fun to look back on them. Well, it's not fun. It's terrible. It's the worst. But, it's Yeah, um, It's really horrible. Um, but
1: important. Have, have you ever seen her, her what, 84-page first book? Oh, holy shit. That she put out when she was 16?
0: No.
2: Guy to kind of culture. Rafiq. Oh, my God. I will never, ever forget this. i had been hanging out there for a little under a year. And there were, like, a bunch of, like, 20-something assholes that were just, like... God, just the worst! Like fucking, like, what's his name? Um,
0: you don't have to out anybody on the show. <laughs> oh no, out everybody! <laughs> every well, it
2: was like Jordan Castro <laughs> in the <laughs> game. Like,
0: I think I'm good. You good? Um, I'm, I am. I'm <laughs> out I'll take another. a little more. Okay.
2: But just like all of these, like, you know, like hipster confessional poets that were like, "Oh my God, I like." You know, like I texted you, I love you, and you left me on red, like kind of shit. And like Rafiq and I were just sitting in the back eating stuffed grape leaves, like you know, like just like switching glances, like oh my god. And they all left, and they they all had like books out on all these different, you know, like whatever, like Soft Cup and Butterfly Review, you know, like pamphlet series books and shit. And oh, like this was
1: before this was before the first GTK Journal even came out, probably mm-hmm. too.
2: And so
1: Fusion Bay.
2: So we're sitting there, you know, and <laughs> we're sitting there, and like they're all like giving him their books to sell, and he's like, "Oh yeah, like you know, I'm taking a commission." Blah 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 blah, and like you know, I'll put them on the shelf, and we'll like have a display and stuff, and they all leave, and he's like, "Oh my god, that was the worst." And I was like, "Yeah, you know, right?" It was really terrible, and he was like, "Those assholes can have a book. You can have a book. I'm putting your book out." And I was like, "What book?" And he was like, "Write one." So, yeah. like, six months later, the first GTK Press book comes yes. out. It's my Fracture.
1: So yeah, yeah. And It would have been it would have been the, good intro book to your world, though. Fracture. Yeah. Yeah, oh. which, actually, my hand was... When, I fractured my hand when it came <laughs> out, so I, there's a picture of me with a cast <laughs> holding the book
0: next to it. Is it, it. Fracture?
1: Fracture. 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 He's
2: holding the book with a cast. It's so yeah. funny.
1: And so it was, like, GTK put out one book that they didn't... Which was the the first journal, and then it was and then it was Fracture and then Keisha's. Yeah. So so yeah, like
2: We were the vanguard. It was one series. of the first
1: books that that I did I didn't print it, but August, my roommate, like before I was into the print game, Yeah. Like, made this book. Made made a few books, a few journals.
0: Yeah, I think yeah. I've seen some of that stuff. So I like, you might have some of it, yeah.
1: Yeah. Early, early GTK. But but see the thing that she'll never tell you about that time period is that she she also prompted by these poets she she started this um, under thirty open mic that is one of the most successful Cleveland poetry events monthly poetry events that I have seen to this day.
2: I didn't. That was before. That was I was before. doing that before that shit ever happened. Work. Yeah, I started running that when I was fifteen. I just like started hanging out a guide to culture and i was like where do I read my poems ron he was like there is nowhere for you here so you should just start your own thing and i was like all right do you do anything on sundays in the basement and we like ran it for months it was awesome
1: and and it was you know there were days that it was like maybe five people but it was five people seriously talking about poetry and, and critiquing each other in like a really awesome way and sometimes it was 20 plus people all like Yelling over each other in the basement, but I haven't seen anything like it since. Like I, I didn't know at the time what I was witnessing. Like, mm-hmm. This was a really successful young poet
0: monthly event. And y'all not not doing that anymore? It's been gone.
2: It, yeah. I mean, I haven't done it. I stopped doing it when I turned thirty. <laughs> when I turned thirty, yeah. When I <laughs> turned thirty, when I was uh, seventeen, I turned thirty,
1: and uh, I had to stop
2: a witch's curse. And yeah, I had to be done. No, I mean it just kind of. There were a lot of people that kind of were trying to, like, pioneer the the whole concept in my stead. And I was like, yo, like, that's not what this is about. Like, all these workshops and shit were, like, branching. and am getting really weird. And, like, there were a lot of, like, just... I don't know. Like, people stopped showing up. And then when people did show up, like, you know, these folks were just, like, dominating the mic with their, like... We have to have, like, a, you know, like, this is, like, think piece time about how, you know, Cosmo magazine is making little girls feel bad and people be like, we just came here to read pumps because it's a fucking open mic and, like, yeah, I mean, like, everything. In Cleveland, people wanted a piece of the pie and just, like, didn't want to
1: share. and got It got, yeah, all moody and... Moody
2: and wacky and then it was just me sitting in the basement by myself and for, you know, like, a couple weeks in a row before I was just like, all right, I'm done now, like, no one shows up anymore, like, that's it.
1: Yeah, it kind of fizzled. It lived its life.
0: Yeah, it does that. It really to do that.
1: I would say it was at least a year, if not a little over a year.
2: Yeah, which it was is good. Not, not awful. And I mean, it opened a lot of doors too for me because um, I met a lot of um, the kids who did uh, the slam team, one mm-hmm. mic open, because um, that's like you know, you, I think you have to be under twenty one to be to participate on the team for the nationals so it's all you know everyone who uh participates and like you know competes is under 20 so they were all coming to under 30 because it was kind of like same concept and i ended up doing that and like you know was in like the the finals to go to nationals and stuff and like made a lot of friends that way and like some of the most amazing poets that i know here like um Eva Barrett, I met, the very first open mic that I ever hosted, the very, very first one. She showed up in the basement and was, like, so funny. She was, like, just this, like, really adult-looking, like, super, like, you know, just very poised and prim and, like, soft-spoken, but very polite and very mature. And... Adam Harvey and I are in the basement with a flask. We're just like, meh, drinking whiskey and like waiting for people to show up. And we're like, hey, you want some? And she's like, oh, no, thank you. I'm 16. And we just were like fucking dying, you know? Because oh I'm God. like, I've been 15 for four months, sister. Like, <laughs> who the fuck are you? And then like, she turned out to just be like, f- whoop ass. Just so whoop ass. And like, just, ah. Even fucking, she kills. Yeah, she Jesus kills. Great. I
1: actually have some of her books in the car.
2: Mm.
0: Nice. Well, that's fun. I mean, that sounds like you know. It sounds like you really built their community, and also, you know, like I like to t- I like to say like a, you know when doing workshop method in college, you, you always kind of figured out based upon how how people would talk about poems and how people would critique poems and sort of what their lenses were. Like you knew who your friends were. Like you figured out who your friends were based upon that. Like who you who you who you who you could align with. You know, not just like emotionally, but like like mentally and like on the level you could you know, your po- poetry might be good, but maybe socially they don't, you can't connect on that level, you know? Mm-hmm. That's always nice, like you, whatever, like, smoke a joint after class type situation, you know, metaphor, mm-hmm.
2: metaphor,
0: metaphor. <laughs> um, out. <laughs> What did I say the other day? I need more high. I need more high. I need to smoke more high. I need to smoke more high. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know, this is like, this has like been a nice little afternoon here, drinking some coffee and um, sitting here in the shore restaurant. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some good stuff happening. I know uh, in the months ahead, as you move toward doing more things like trying to trying to get some, you know, crazy crazy presses. I think I think that's a cool thing. You know, my friend Chris Fritton, who's letterpress guy. Um, you know, Guru has been around to 100 presses around North America, you know, he's, he's driven all over the country yeah. and visits presses, he, you know, he, we, 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 we've been talking about this for like two, like two or three years now, essentially, where it's like, where it's like, more than that maybe, where he's like, dude, the next game is going to be, you, you know, Mimeo and Offset, that's going to be like, because everyone's trying to buy up letterpress and trying to grab, grab, grab all this letterpress stuff, you yeah. know, and it's still hot, letterpress is still is. hot. Big time. You know what I mean? It's Offsets this the next thing. It's sure. off, it's the next yeah, thing. Yeah. So it's like now we can get behind the game of offsets, sets, figure out how to do gorgeous photo books. Oh, yeah. Figure out, but you know, with the with the aesthetic and, and, and uh small press aesthetic and do them really nice with nice paper and that's fun and, and then you know I'm excited, a, yeah. fully customizable shit, you know. That's so the grand excited. that's the grand dream. And then bring a little bit of letter press into it too, and bring the digital into it and then the reso. So I think like really it's like those things combined with a little screen yeah. printing. That's the thing that... Five, six, five, you know, I dream of like five or six, maybe like an embossment in front or something, like yeah. five or six different printing presses in a book. I, I really think there's like this art book style that we, we haven't seen for a long time. And it's like, we're working back to that. The,
1: you know? the, the whole thing in my mind with all these different machines is like you work to their 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 flaws. So you take into consideration what they can't do to figure out what you're going to do with them. Mm-hmm. So that's, you know, that's a big thing, especially with digital printing. Like, sure. You need to know what it's good
0: at. Yeah, digital can be a real motherfucker.
1: Yeah, yeah. It can be a real annoying thing. But same with the, you know, the rises and the mimeos and the, like,
0: everything's got its place. That's that's the It does. The thing. Yeah, I always like to make fun of uh, Riso printers who just, like, run their Riso presses and just be like, wow, you've really successfully, like, incredibly upsold the cheapest fucking type of yep. printing ever. Yep. Because Riso, you know, I'm just going to say this for the record, like, you want to talk about Riso, people who are Riso purists and all that. Riso is the cheapest printing possible for color. It is by far the cheapest. If someone's selling you a print that's an 11 by 17 and they're selling you that for 75 cents or a dollar, guess what? You're getting getting ripped. Because that's costing them, essentially, aside from the setup, well yeah, the setup and, and the waste. The waste can be really high the, on the The waste can be high on the machine. Because the registration is. is bullshit. Okay, so the registration's an issue if you design something in such a way where the registration can be kind of fudged and doesn't mm-hmm. matter. Yeah, you gotta you to to the, the flaws. work to the flaws. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. But it's but it's essentially Rethoggraph is like that sheet of eleven by seventeen that comes off the page, we're talking less than a penny per run per sheet ultimately ultimately yeah. and then the sheet of paper
1: depending on your runs you should be doing runs of a few hundred
0: because um, I, I saw someone who was running a workshop where it was a liso where you got a hundred prints and the, and it was like they would do the hundred prints for you and it was like two color and they were charging a hundred dollars
2: yep.
0: and I was like <laughs> that's, that's a little bit Yeah. that's a little bit but that's an interesting model I wonder how many peep takers they got on that Wait. It is because you, you look at offsets, and
1: you know, a lot of those don't have collating machines or duplexing on them, and you've got to do multiple passes on that stuff. Yes. But you're never going to charge that much for an offset print. Mm. Are you fucking kidding me? No, but you but you could. You could, but it would be the same
0: concept. No, I know, I know. Yeah. Once you start running, like, even medium to longer run offset, it becomes cheap. It yeah. starts to get cheap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But this is fun, you know. This has been a fun experiment, or a fun, a fun hangout, and I think it's it's going to be an interesting experiment to see how Outlandish develops even over the course of this summer and see how things come together and we can talk about the fun things that are planned for the future of this year. But I'm excited. I'm excited to come back this year. Yeah, I'm so excited that you're coming back thought, so much. Follow up, help follow up, y'all. So, and now a poem from Zenasman. Do you
2: really want me to read
0: one? Yeah, of course. Yeah.
2: Oh, you haven't, have you heard the Lansing, Michigan one?
0: No. All right,
2: this one's good. Lansing, Michigan in short. On the main drag, you like Chinese restaurants that slouched next to the plasma clinic of a capital city that is someone elderly and infirm pushing an empty wheelchair. Just as many imaginary ticks as my doorstep or Toledo or Meridian Charter Township. On the porch of 127 in Allen Street, this golden hour is just cheap wallpaper peeling through the smoke of a portable grill. Kids chase dogs through the yard, bouncing a couple basketballs, shaking their toe heads under bike helmets. A few pips in the grass rip up handfuls, screaming, showering each other with blades and dirt as if they were marrying under a barrage of rice, a spit-smeared glee to their stained denim. All the days are endless in Lansing, Michigan. Through the commotion of bottles' chipping teeth, I move to hug the man who has whispered, I haven't felt you so close in years, dear, a few times too many for weeks too long without presence. He is alarmingly hot under his paper button-down, so thin I relax my grip. All the nights are long, in the worry of his wake, glass has already shattered in my throat before the jar materializes under my boot, busting in monochrome a blue melon rind on the sidewalk of a city that fights itself for air. 哇。Wow.